0: The Law School of America. Double jeopardy is a procedural defense, primarily in common law jurisdictions, that prevents an accused person from being tried again on the same, or similar, charges following an acquittal in the same jurisdiction. A variation in civil law countries is the peremptory plea, which may take the specific forms of autrefois acquit, previously acquitted, or autrefois convict, previously convicted. These doctrines appear to have originated in ancient Roman law, In the broader principle, non bis in idem, not twice against the same. Availability is a legal defense. If a double jeopardy issue is raised, evidence will be placed before the court, which will typically rule as a preliminary matter whether the plea is substantiated. If it is, the projected trial will be prevented from proceeding. In some countries, certain exemptions are permitted, such as in the United Kingdom, where in Scotland, a new trial can be initiated if, for example, The acquitted has made a credible admission of guilt. Part of English law for over 800 years, it was partially abolished in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland by the Criminal Justice Act 2003, where, following demand for change, serious offences may be retried following an acquittal if new and compelling evidence is found and for the trial to be in the public's interest. In some countries, including Canada, Mexico, and the United States, the guarantee against being twice put in jeopardy is a constitutional right. In other countries, the protection is afforded by statute. In common law countries, a defendant may enter a peremptory plea of autrefois acquit, previously acquitted, or autrefois convict, previously convicted, with the same effect. Double jeopardy is not a principle of international law. It does not apply between different countries, unless having been contractually agreed on between those countries as, for example, in the European Union, Art. 54 Schengen Convention. And in various extradition treaties between two countries. International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. The 72 signatories and 166 parties to the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights recognize, under Article 14, 7, no one shall be liable to be tried or punished again for an offense for which he has already been finally convicted or acquitted in accordance with the law and penal procedure of each country. However, it does not apply to prosecutions by two different sovereigns unless the relevant extradition treaty expresses a prohibition. European Convention on Human Rights All members of the Council of Europe, which includes nearly all European countries and every member of the European Union, have adopted the European Convention on Human Rights. The optional Protocol Number 7 to the Convention, Article 4, protects against double jeopardy no one shall be liable to be tried or punished again in criminal proceedings under the jurisdiction of the same state for an offense for which he or she has already been finally acquitted or convicted in accordance with the law and penal procedure of that state. All EU states ratified this optional protocol except for Germany, the United Kingdom, and the Netherlands. In those member states, national rules governing double jeopardy may or may not comply with the provisions cited above. Member states may, however, Implement legislation which allows reopening of a case if new evidence is found or if there was a fundamental defect in the previous proceedings. The provisions of the preceding paragraph shall not prevent the reopening of the case in accordance with the law and penal procedure of the state concerned, if there is evidence of new or newly discovered facts, or if there has been a fundamental defect in the previous proceedings, which could affect the outcome of the case. In many European countries, the prosecution may appeal an acquittal to a higher court. This is not regarded as double jeopardy, but as a continuation of the same case. The European Convention on Human Rights permits this by using the phrase finally acquitted or convicted as the trigger for prohibiting subsequent prosecution. By country. United States. The ancient protection of the common law against double jeopardy is maintained in its full rigor in the United States, beyond the reach of any change save that of a constitutional amendment. The Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution provides. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Conversely, double jeopardy comes with a key exception. Under the multiple sovereignties doctrine, multiple sovereigns can indict a defendant for the same crime. The federal and state governments can have overlapping criminal laws, so a criminal offender may be convicted in individual states and federal courts for exactly the same crime or for different crimes arising out of the same facts. However, in 2016, the Supreme Court held that Puerto Rico is not a separate sovereign for purposes of the double jeopardy clause. The dual sovereignty doctrine has been the subject of substantial scholarly criticism. As described by the U.S. Supreme Court in its unanimous decision concerning Ball v. United States, 1896, one of its earliest cases dealing with double jeopardy, the prohibition is not against being twice punished, but against being twice put in jeopardy, and the accused, whether convicted or acquitted, is equally put in jeopardy at the first trial. The double jeopardy clause encompasses four distinct prohibitions, subsequent prosecution after acquittal, subsequent prosecution after conviction, subsequent prosecution after certain mistrials, and multiple punishment in the same indictment. Jeopardy attaches when the jury is impaneled, the first witness is sworn, or a plea is accepted. Prosecution after acquittal. With two exceptions, the government is not permitted to appeal or retry the defendant once jeopardy attaches to a trial unless the case does not conclude. Conditions which constitute conclusion of a case include after the entry of an acquittal, whether a directed verdict before the case is submitted to the jury, a directed verdict after a deadlocked jury, an appellate reversal for sufficiency, except by direct appeal to a higher appellate court, or an implied acquittal via conviction of a lesser included offense. Re-litigating against the same defense a fact necessarily found by the jury in a prior acquittal, even if the jury hung on other counts. In such a situation, the government is barred by collateral estoppel. In these cases, the trial is concluded, and the prosecution is precluded from appealing or retrying the defendant over the offense to which they were acquitted. This principle does not prevent the government from appealing a pretrial motion to dismiss or other non-merits dismissal, or a directed verdict after a jury conviction, nor does it prevent the trial judge from entertaining a motion for reconsideration of a directed verdict, if the jurisdiction has so provided by rule or statute. Nor does it prevent the government from retrying the defendant after an appellate reversal other than for sufficiency, including habeas corpus, or 13th juror appellate reversals notwithstanding sufficiency on the principle that jeopardy has not terminated. The dual sovereignty doctrine allows a federal prosecution of an offense to proceed regardless of a previous state prosecution for that same offense and vice versa because an act announced as a crime by both national and state sovereignties is an offense against the peace and dignity of both and may be punished by each. The doctrine is solidly entrenched in the law but there has been a traditional reluctance in the federal executive branch to gratuitously wield the power poweric grants, due to public opinion being generally hostile to such action. Exceptions The first exception to a ban on retrying a defendant is if, in a trial, the defendant bribed the judge into acquitting him or her, since the defendant was not in jeopardy. The other exception to a ban on retrying a defendant is that a member of the armed forces can be retried by court-martial in a military court, even if he or she has been previously acquitted by a civilian court. An individual can be prosecuted by both the United States and a Native American tribe for the same acts that constituted crimes in both jurisdictions. It was established by the Supreme Court in United States v. Lara that as the two are separate sovereigns, prosecuting a crime under both tribal and federal law does not attach double jeopardy. Multiple punishments, including prosecution after conviction. In Blockberger v. United States, 1932 The Supreme Court announced the following test: the government may separately try and punish the defendant for two crimes if each crime contains an element that the other does not. Blockburger is the default rule unless the governing statute legislatively intends to depart. For example, continuing criminal enterprise (CCE) may be punished separately from its predicates, as can conspiracy. The Blockburger test, originally developed in the multiple punishments context, is also the test for prosecution after conviction. In Grady v. Corbin, 1990, the court held that a double jeopardy violation could lie even where the Blockburger test was not satisfied, but Grady was overruled in United States v. Dixon, 1993. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. Prosecution after mistrial. The rule for mistrials depends upon who sought the mistrial. If the defendant moves for a mistrial, there is no bar to retrial unless the prosecutor acted in bad faith, for example, goaded the defendant into moving for a mistrial because the government specifically wanted a mistrial. If the prosecutor moves for a mistrial, there is no bar to retrial if the trial judge finds manifest necessity for granting the mistrial. The same standard governs mistrials granted sua sponte. Retrials are not common, due to the legal expenses to the government. However, in the mid 1980s, Georgia antique dealer James Arthur Williams was tried a record four times for the murder of Danny Hansford and, after three mistrials, was finally acquitted on the grounds of self defense. The case is recounted in the book Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which was adapted into a film directed by Clint Eastwood. The movie combines the four trials into one. Canada. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms includes provisions such as Section 11H prohibiting double jeopardy. However, The prohibition only applies after an accused person has been finally convicted or acquitted. Canadian law allows the prosecution to appeal an acquittal. If the acquittal is thrown out, the new trial is not considered to be double jeopardy since the verdict of the first trial is annulled. In rare circumstances, a court of appeal might also substitute a conviction for an acquittal. That is not considered double jeopardy since the appeal and the subsequent conviction are then deemed to be a continuation of the original trial. For an appeal from an acquittal to be successful, the Supreme Court of Canada requires the Crown to show that an error in law was made during the trial and that it contributed to the verdict. It has been argued that this test is unfairly beneficial to the prosecution. For instance, in his book My Life in Crime and Other Academic Adventures, Martin Friedland contends that the rules should be changed so that a retrial is granted only when the error is shown to be responsible for the verdict, not just a factor. A notable example is Guy Paul Morin who was wrongfully convicted in his second trial after the acquittal in his first trial was vacated by the Supreme Court of Canada. In the Guy Turcotte case, for instance, the Quebec Court of Appeal overturned Turcotte's not criminally responsible verdict and ordered a second trial after it found that the judge committed an error in the first trial while instructions were given to the jury. Turcotte was later convicted of second-degree murder in the second trial. United Kingdom. England and Wales. Double jeopardy has been permitted in England and Wales in certain, exceptional, circumstances since the Criminal Justice Act 2003. Pre 2003. The doctrines of autrefois acquit and autrefois convict persisted as part of the common law from the time of the Norman conquest of England, they were regarded as essential elements for protection of the subject's liberty and respect for due process of law, and that there should be finality of proceedings. There were only three exceptions, all relatively recent, to the rules. The prosecution has a right of appeal against acquittal in summary cases if the decision appears to be wrong in law or in excess of jurisdiction. A retrial is permissible if the interests of justice so require, following appeal against conviction by a defendant. A tainted acquittal, where there has been an offense of interference with, or intimidation of, a juror or witness, can be challenged in the high court. In Connolly v DPP. The law lords ruled that a defendant could not be tried for any offense arising out of substantially the same set of facts relied upon in a previous charge of which he had been acquitted, unless there are special circumstances proven by the prosecution. There is little case law on the meaning of special circumstances, but it has been suggested that the emergence of new evidence would suffice. A defendant who had been convicted of an offense could be given a second trial for an aggravated form of that offense if the facts constituting the aggravation were discovered after the first conviction. By contrast, a person who had been acquitted of a lesser offense could not be tried for an aggravated form even if new evidence became available. Post-2003. Following the murder of Stephen Lawrence, the McPherson Report recommended that the double jeopardy rule should be abrogated in murder cases, and that it should be possible to subject an acquitted murder suspect to a second trial if fresh and viable new evidence later came to light. The Law Commission later added its support to this in its report Double Jeopardy and Prosecution Appeals, 2001. A parallel report into the criminal justice system by Lord Justice Ald, a past senior presiding judge for England and Wales, had also commenced in 1999 and was published as the Ald Report six months after the Law Commission report. It opined that the law commission had been unduly cautious by limiting the scope to murder and that the exception should extend to other grave offences punishable with life and or long terms of imprisonment as parliament might specify. Both Jack Straw, then home secretary, and William Haig, then leader of the opposition, favoured this measure. These recommendations were implemented, not uncontroversial at the time, within the Criminal Justice Act 2003 and this provision came into force in April 2005. It opened certain serious crimes, including murder, manslaughter, kidnapping, rape, armed robbery, and serious drug crimes, to a retrial, regardless of when committed, with two conditions the retrial must be approved by the Director of Public Prosecutions, and the Court of Appeal must agree to quash the original acquittal due to new and compelling evidence. Then Director of Public Prosecutions, Ken McDonald QC, said that he expected no more than a handful of cases to be brought in a year. Pressure by Ann Ming, the mother of 1989 murder victim Julie Hogg, whose killer, William Dunlop, was initially acquitted and subsequently confessed, also contributed to the demand for legal change. On September 11, 2006, Dunlop became the first person to be convicted of murder following a prior acquittal for the same crime, in his case his 1991 acquittal of Hogg's murder. Some years later he had confessed to the crime and was convicted of perjury, but was unable to be retried for the killing itself. The case was re-investigated in early 2005, when the new law came into effect, and his case was referred to the Court of Appeal, in November 2005, for permission for a new trial, which was granted. Dunlop pleaded guilty to murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment, with a recommendation he served no less than 17 years. On December 13, 2010, Mark Weston became the first person to be retried and found guilty of murder by a jury, Dunlop having confessed. In 1996 Weston had been acquitted of the murder of Vicki Thompson at Ascot under Witchwood on August 12, 1995, but following the discovery in 2009 of compelling new evidence, Thompson's blood on Weston's boots, he was arrested and tried for a second time. He was sentenced to life imprisonment, to serve a minimum of 13 years. In December 2018, convicted pedophile Russell Bishop was also retried and found guilty by a jury for the babes in the wood murders of two nine-year-old girls, Nicola Fellows and Karen Hottaway, on October 9, 1986. At the original trial in 1987, a key piece of the prosecution's case rested on the recovery of a discarded blue sweatshirt. Under questioning, Bishop denied that the sweatshirt belonged to him, but his girlfriend, Jennifer Johnson, alleged the clothing was Bishop's, before she changed her story in the trial, telling the jury she had never seen the top before. Attributed to a series of blunders in the prosecution's case, Bishop was acquitted by the jury after two hours of deliberations. Three years later, Bishop was found guilty of the abduction, molestation, and attempted murder of a seven-year-old girl in February 1990. In 2014, re-examined by modern forensics, the sweatshirt contained traces of Bishop's DNA and also had fibers on it from both of the girls' clothing. Tapings taken from Karen Hottaway's arm also yielded traces of Bishop's DNA. At the 2018 trial, a jury of seven men and five women returned a guilty verdict after two and a half hours of deliberation. On November 14, 2019, Michael Weir became the first person to be twice found guilty of a murder. He was originally convicted of the murder of Leonard Harris and Rose Safarian in 1999 but the conviction was quashed in 2000 by the Court of Appeal on a technicality. In 2018, new DNA evidence had been obtained and palm prints from both murder scenes were matched to Weir. 20 years after the original conviction, Weir was convicted for the murders for a second time. Scotland. The double jeopardy rule no longer applies absolutely, in Scotland since the double jeopardy, Scotland, Act 2011 came into force on November 28, 2011. The Act introduced three broad exceptions to the rule, where the acquittal had been tainted by an attempt to pervert the course of justice, where the accused admitted their guilt after acquittal, and where there was new evidence. Northern Ireland In Northern Ireland the Criminal Justice Act 2003, effective April 18, 2005, makes certain qualifying offences, including murder, rape, kidnapping, specified sexual acts with young children, specified drug offences defined acts of terrorism, as well as in certain cases attempts or conspiracies to commit the foregoing, subject to retrial after acquittal, including acquittals obtained before passage of the act, if there is a finding by the Court of Appeal that there is new and compelling evidence. The Law School of America. This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The Law School of America.